It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back. I am excited. I have Jason Lee joining me today. Jason Lee is the CEO and founder of OptionSwing.com, OptionSwing.com, an online educational company that currently teaches over 2,000 people about investing in the stock market and trading options. Uh, it just so happens that I'm a big believer in the stock market. I think it's a great way to build uh, uh, wealth. I think it's a great way to, to increase uh, or diversify your income. And I also happen to uh, just started studying about options. So I was excited to have Jason um, here and we're not just going to be talking about uh, investing, uh, but we're also going to be talking about some of the other stuff that he's done as far as starting his company and the fact that he was able to grow his uh, Instagram profile from zero to like a hundred thousand in a very short amount of time. Uh, Jason Lee, thank you for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me, Bert. All right, so let's first of all let's talk about. Why did you start OptionSwing.com? What was happening that you said, hey, this is what we need to do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been trading the markets for a little over, I would say, seven to eight years now. But of the last three, I really got into options trading. And over the course of those three years, um, I did very well for myself, just learning a lot of the strategies and really dedicating myself to um, not only educating myself, but also understanding how you know option strategies were a little bit different from maybe traditional stock trading strategies. Um, during that time, I started teaching, you know, some of my friends um, and I would go from like texting, you know, one person to two person to five people. And at a certain point, it just became too much where I decided I need to figure out a better way to share some of the knowledge that I had for a lot of people who are curious and want to learn, but in a more efficient manner uh, than just texting. And so that's when the whole idea of creating an Instagram account came around where I started designing my own content, kind of building my own brand on there, showing people different results of option trading that I was doing, as well as teaching people maybe some of the more uh, basic, you know, building blocks of, you know, tra trading and so forth. And then from there, it just kind of started picking up slowly and um, I started growing that account. Excellent, excellent. All right, so um, why did you decide to go with, let's say, uh, Instagram as uh, your main social media versus I don't know. Uh, there's obviously there's TikTok, there's Facebook for us older people. There's uh, you know, Twitter. There, there's so many options. What drew you to Instagram? Yeah, great question, Bert. Um, one of the biggest things that I kind of looked at from the start was that from a visual standpoint, what is the most visually engaging platform out there? Because as you're teaching people, I didn't really want to teach people through the traditional sense of like a textbook with a big wall of text that you had to read through rather through the use of something that's more broken down in terms of concept and maybe infographics. So from the visual standpoint, I was looking at what platform would kind of resonate the most with the audience. And that's when I landed on Instagram where I knew that if I designed these posts in a particular way that was clean and simple and it, I made it accessible for, for people to be able to kind of share these out and invite other people to come, you know, join the community and learn. Um, I knew that that would probably be kind of the best. And so far, it's proven out to be uh, so far a good choice for us. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. I think infographics, uh, they've exploded. And I think the reason they've exploded is because it is a, a very easy way to digest information, especially if it's complex information, because it's just easy to follow. 
you know, it's a short text with a visual and it's easy to follow that. And I think Instagram's a good parallel for that. Um, all right. So optionswing.com has been around how long now? Uh, just over a year now. Okay. Just over a year. And in my intro, uh, you're up to about 2000 plus students. That's got, that's pretty fast growth. I mean, that, that is exceptionally fast growth. Um, so let's talk about your growth real quick. Are you doing, uh, what kind of marketing are you doing to grow your, your, your students? Yeah. So for the first, I would say even zero to a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, Instagram is primarily our biggest tool for conversion. Okay. Just because once we have, um, kind of the, the number of followers on there, uh, we see people kind of getting interested in terms of what we're doing, heading to our website and then eventually subscribing. Um, so part of the kind of marketing strategy is to very much heavily target through Instagram ads. Um, some of our content based on audiences um, that we know would be interested, such as, you know, people who are from 24 to 36 year olds um, and then people in various cities and so forth that typically have a higher uh, number of people who like to trade, you know, um, more casually and that kind of stuff. And so um, just just primarily through Instagram marketing, we've done that. Um, recently, we actually started shifting our efforts a little bit more to being a, a bit more diversified. So we've eventually uh, we've started doing some more Facebook advertising. We've done some Google AdWords advertising as well. And so it's now kind of becoming more of a comprehensive approach to it. One of the things I want to point out for you guys is that if you notice what he said, he's, you know, he has a kind of an ideal market. You're going for 24 to 35 year olds, I think, yeah. you know. And a lot of people don't get that, that when you're marketing, you're not marketing to everybody. You're really trying to identify the group, the, the ideal person that you want to market to, because there's going to be a, a you know, uh, hopefully there's going to be some infinity there, a, a resonance there that you're going to say, OK, this is this is our people. And instead of trying to, I don't know, build data on everybody, which is impossible, you're building data on a select individual that represents your 24 to 35 year olds. And that's pretty smart. I think this is where a lot of people screw up when it comes to marketing, even social media marketing. They want to get you know a million likes, which is great, but I'd rather get a hundred thousand likes from ideal people who I have a better chance of converting. And to, to that point, Bert, because you, you make a very, very good point there. Um, the first thing that I always think about is I know exactly how much budget I want to put towards marketing. So to your point, if I know kind of the target audience of people being from the age of, let's say, 24 to 35, I don't want to necessarily start targeting 18 year olds, 16 year olds, even up to 40 year olds and 50 year olds, because that's still advertising spent that's being brought out of my budget that I should really be focusing on in terms of the actual people um, that I'm trying to target. And the second thing that I've also kind of learned um, just from trial and error, because I'm not a, a marketer by any means, it's just things that I've had to learn over the course of trial and error and kind of learning how these platforms work, but it's also scheduling some of these ad ads. Um, and one of the things that I noticed is that by default, when you schedule an ad, an ad is just going to run anytime, any place, you know, and, and so forth. But through, especially through the Facebook tools, you have the ability to get as granular as when do you want to um, advertise? What time blocks do you want to advertise through? And do you want it to be you know, based on a specific time zone or the time zone of the user? And so when you can really start fine tuning your marketing strategy of, hey, I have a $5,000 budget, but now I'm targeting people who are 25 to 35 um, or 24 to 35 who are interested in the stock market. Um, and I only want to target them between the hours of, let's say, you know, 7 a.m. till about 2 a.m. And that way, in the early mornings of each day, when I know everyone's sleeping, I'm not spending any advertising spend there. 
that's how we're just working smarter, smarter to make sure that the budget that we have, you know, goes the furthest. See, that, that's fantastic. And so it sounds to me that you're, you're learning marketing pretty quick for being a non-marketer. You're, you're <laughs> pretty smart. That's, you know, there's a lot of people that have been in business a long time and, and have not grasped these little details. So what a smart way to conserve your budget, because you're right. The, the default is that runs going to add that ads going to run 24 seven. Well, who the freak's going to be looking at your ad from, I don't know, let's say midnight till five or six o'clock in the morning. Exactly. And, and depending on who your target is, uh, if you know that they don't start getting on social media until maybe eight or nine or 12, again, why run the, why run the risk of spending your, your money, especially when you have a small budget. And I think that this is a great way to take a small budget and really make it a much bigger budget. Absolutely. All right. So this is something that's going to blow a lot of people away. And I want to dive into this a little bit. You built a yearly recurring revenue of a million dollars in just 10 months. That is exceptional. In fact, that breaks, uh, what do you call it? A lot of records because, uh, you know, I think the average company takes about three years to hit a million dollars and, uh, uh, what do you call it? So, so congratulations. That's a huge, that's a huge accomplishment. Thank you very much. And so what do you attribute that to? Is it just, again, that, that, that narrow focus, uh, laser target, uh, what do you call it? Ad spin? Um, it's, it's definitely a culmination of several factors. Um, one I would say is there's a technology kind of front to it in terms of something that we've done. And I'll kind of dive into that a little bit more. Um, but also just kind of the landscape of what's been going on in the general, uh, kind of markets as of, you know, the COVID crisis and kind of the stock market tanking. And then a lot of people gaining a lot of new interest in terms of wanting to learn how to invest in the stock market, but not really knowing how. And so all of these kind of culminating into um, kind of the perfect storm of interest of people wanting to learn how to do auctions training uh, really attributed a lot to the, the fast growth of it. But um, one of the things that I said earlier was from a technology piece, uh, one of the things that we did very early on was we ensured that when we're creating this educational community for our members, um, if we were going to charge a membership to it, there needed to be enough value in there that they would want to stay and then they want to stay month over month. And so one of the most important things that we did in the beginning was not only having the technology in place, which is Discord, that we use to be able to um, do granular level permissions to ensure that certain members have certain rights to, you know, do certain things with inside the community, but also inside the community, building out things like automation, like bots that look at different uh, market orders and being able to um, say, hey, there was a, a market purchase order for 250000 you know, in Amazon calls that expire in three weeks. Um, you know, just throwing it out there, but this is the bot that kind of um, looks at this data feed and then allows allows people to, to be able to, you know, take that data and then act on it. And so um, one of the things that we did was we invested in technology early on to make sure that all the pieces were there so that as soon as the member comes in, they can have all the educational material to learn. They can have entire community of like-minded traders to be able to communicate with and ask questions to. But also more importantly is having some very smart tools in the background almost as resources to be able to assist them so that that way they don't have to spend hours and hours and hours digging through all the technical and fundamental analysis of a single company. Rather, we cut down on it by being able to have them 
do certain commands and be able to see the fundamentals and insider trading and all these kind of things just with a matter of a few words. Yeah, that's sharp. I think that's uh, uh, very, very smart, very uh, a great way to leverage technology because absolutely right there uh, when you talked about delivering that that Amazon message, you know, hey, it's going to expire in three weeks, you know, for uh, a lot of us, you know, that information is hard to get unless you're constantly looking at some app or something. Um, and so having a little alert that says, hey, here's a possibility for you. Uh, I think that's great. That's great. All right. So um, let's talk about this. Uh, Optionswing.com is the website. And uh, we talked a little bit about your, your ideal audience. But let's say I'm a 50-year-old guy and I want to go to Optionswing.com. Is it a good place for me as well? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that also helped kind of increase our yearly reoccurring revenue is also the courses that we started delivering on a monthly, um, actually on a more weekly basis to teach people how to trade in the markets. And what this is, is this is a five-day course. Pretty much think of it as a crash crash course that allows you to understand all the, the basics, but also in terms of technical analysis and how to do it, how to read charts, um, how to leverage certain strategies, you know, all that kind of stuff. It kind of packs it all in so that from a five-day perspective, it allows you to learn everything you need to know to be able to get started and become a more disciplined trader. Um, I see a lot of folks from kind of your example of being um, older who has maybe a little bit more time or wants to start a new hobby, wanting to learn how to trade in the stock markets, and they go through this course and they graduate that course um, through the beginner one. And oftentimes, a lot of them actually move to the uh, intermediate course that uh, follows usually after that. And so we do offer um, pretty much one-on-one -on -one type classroom uh, environments where we have a tutor, um, we have students, and then from there, we just kind of teach. Um, but that's probably the greatest way to, to get that you know, full-on experience without having to read you know, that textbook to learn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that most of us, would rather have that that you know that uh, that type of learning experience. Yes, you can go through a book, but eh, it, it, you have to be I would call it a specific uh, personality type to be able to read a book and say, "Yeah, this is what I need to do." You know, again, uh, nothing wrong with that. It's we all learn differently, but if you have somebody who can show you and talk to you, um, and, and you're able to do it yourself, that, that's that's hitting a lot of the different personality uh, learning types anyway. So I think that's great. All right. So again, I want to talk about this. Uh, you have over a hundred five star Google reviews. Again, this is a young company, ladies and gentlemen, uh, roughly a year old. How do you do that? How do you get your members to post Google reviews? Yeah, we're, we're actually closer to about like 130 now, I think at this point. Um, and Honestly, the biggest thing is that if you read a lot of these reviews, a lot of them are actually very personal stories of how they found their way to option swing and what their experience has been, whether through going through a course that we've offered or just being inside the community and engaging with other traders. And a lot of times um, what we find is that people, because of these genuine experiences, because at the end of the day, when you think about trading, trading itself, you know, is difficult, but... But from a financial standpoint, there's a lot that goes into it. And as much as we would hate to say that everyone has, you know, expendable income to be able to allocate towards trading, there's a lot of traders out there that don't understand, um, you know, that concept and use money that, 
you know, they shouldn't be or whatnot. And it just becomes a whole mess. And a lot of times what we find is that these traders are coming to us from other communities or from other experiences of either having lost half their account or not sure what they're doing or how to become profitable or even, you know, you know, exactly what they're doing. And they end up coming to our community, kind of refreshing the entire kind of experience of almost resetting and recalibrating what it means to trade options. And then from there, we see a lot of improvement of people either rebuilding their accounts and doing better or being able to start account and then grow that um, you know, consistently. And so when people kind of experience that from a personal standpoint, they actually end up just posting it out there into our community saying, hey, here's a screenshot of my account. Since joining Option Swing, this, these are all the great things that have happened for me. And they just want to share that message. And all we do is just repackage that and either ask them to, hey, just copy and paste that into Google if you don't mind. Or, um, you know, do you mind if we, you know, use that on our Instagram channel as a testimonial? But um, at the end of the day, I feel like happy customers are always more than happy to share their experiences um, just as much as sometimes unhappy customers do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the key ingredients there is that you ask. I think, you know, there's uh, just, just about... Uh, in any city, you're going to have businesses that have been around for years, doctors, yeah. lawyers, uh, CPAs, you name it, mom and pops. And they've been around for four, five, ten years, and they have no reviews. And they have maybe some happy customers, but they're not asking, you know, and they don't have a system to say, hey, you know, put up this review here or can we do it for you or can we use it as a testimony? So uh, very smart. I think that's, you know, to, to ask is obviously the important step there. And what you said about happy customers, you know, that we all want to make money in our business, but ultimately you have to have happy customers to have uh, a long uh, business, right? A, 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 we call it a strong business. that's going to stay for a while. And it, the fact that you're able to hit a million dollars in such a short amount of time attributes to happy customers, because if your customers aren't happy, you know, back to what you're saying about negative customers, they're going to post, oh, this is a piece of junk. They don't get back to me, blah, 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 blah. So happy customers equals profitability. And Bert, you, you make such a good point there, um, just because especially from a subscription model, the entire premise of a subscription model is that you can cancel at any time. So if you're not happy month over month, what keeps you from actually staying? And so one of the campaigns that we actually did to help kind of uh, boost some of the revenues that we or not, excuse me, uh, the reviews that we got on Google was that, number one, we don't we, we have company swag such as like um, hats, um, sweaters, T-shirts, you know, Yeti mugs, all these kind of cool things. But we don't sell any of this. And we want to make it so that people have to almost earn um, the, these products with the, the company logo because there's a sense of pride once they have it of owning something that's of, of option swing. And so when we did uh, one of our most recent um, kind of review campaigns saying, hey, um, you know, if there's anyone who wants to, uh, you know, put out a review in terms of their experiences that they've had so far, um, you know, please uh, be honest in them and please just, you know, upload them and let us know and we'll be able to or we'll be more than happy to send you, you know, like an option swing hat as a thank you or something. And we find that not only is that um, a you know, identifying the happy customers um, in our organization who are willing to um, kind of vocalize that. But then from there, it's also building further loyalty because these 
kind of um, you know swag type uh, apparel or products or whatever it might be that they see us posting on Instagram, they also are always asking, you know, how do I get one of those? How do I get it? And giving them an opportunity to be able to get something like that um, creates a lot more loyalty. And then now that they have that product and they're wearing this hat, you know, not only does it create you know further marketing for us, but again, just from a, a customer happiness standpoint, they feel like they're more part of this community now rather than hey, I'm just a passerby or just a lurker who's here to just read. Yeah, I think that's a great process there. What a great system. I love the fact of earning the swag for free. Um, you know, there's uh, one of the uh, beach body products out there uh, by, um, oh, I think, Sean T. You know, he's got, for those who work out or, or you know, if you hit your goal, you're able to, you're the, you're, you set your goal, whatever it is, and, and once you hit it, They'll send you a T-shirt that has something on it, something, some inspirational thing on it. But it also has the brand name and stuff like that. First of all, people are they want to wear it because they've earned it. They're proud of oh, yeah. it. And you said it also brands your company. So somebody's going to say, hey, what is Option Swing? Exactly. What is that about? Now they're going to start a conversation. Man, to me, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, okay, let's talk about... Um, Let's see. The um, I can't even see this. Okay, here we go. Delegating where possible and trust people to help you build. This is one of the things that you talk about as far as building your business. Talk about delegating and why you use this as a way to build your business. Yes. Um, so as any entrepreneur will know, uh, most of the effort comes from you. And so you have to, in the very beginning, um, you know, you have to do everything and you have to wear every hat and you have to be the marketer, but you have to be the graphic designer. You have to be the trader. You have to be the customer support person. And you have to almost do every single role to at least get things started and in motion so that eventually you can hopefully delegate some of those tasks to help, you know, increase your efficiency as a person. And so that's why I say delegate where possible and trust people to help you build. Because at the end of the day, you are the general for your business. You should know how to do everything on the battlefield. You should know how to operate every piece of equipment and you should know how everything you know, goes from day to day. But at the same time, you are just one individual and you only have X amount, of, X amount of hours per day. So it's impossible for you to do every single job. So when you bring in people to um, help you, not only you know, is it important to um, understand you know, the strengths and weaknesses of these people um, and ensuring that you're building a team that can support kind of the efforts that you have, but trust is also a huge part because at the end of the day, I see a lot of um, entrepreneurs also having trouble with letting go of some of these tasks and allowing um, people who are very well qualified, who are very smart to be able to bring their own ideas to the table. And more often than not, I also find that some of the things that we do um, in terms of great ideas have come from our employees more so than even myself. Yeah. And I think the the key there is trusting people to do it and they may do it differently because I've, I've seen the same thing. I mean, there's there are certain things that maybe you're not going to delegate, but the things that you are going to delegate, you have to really let go, as you're talking about, and just know that people are going to do it differently. They're going to bring their own personality into it. And that's OK, unless it's something that has to be like a legal compliance issue and then they have to meet a certain format that's different. But, you know, if they have that flexibility, then I, I agree with you. Uh, nothing worse then somebody hiring you to do a job and then they micromanage you to death, 
you lose you lose good people that way. Absolutely, and you lose productivity at the end of the day. And you're paying yeah. for these resources to, you know, bring a lot of value to the organization. And if you sit there micromanaging them and not letting them be creative in their own ways, then you're only diminishing, you know, the the overall result of you know what they could be delivering. Absolutely, and, and you know what? And what a what a great time for us in business because. We, are, we have this global economy. We can go to places like Fiverr or like Upwork and reach out to different people. You can build a relationship with them and they're only going to charge you for the work that they do. So you don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't need a full-time graphics uh, person, nowadays there's plenty of people that are willing to do it on a, on a piece-by-piece -piece basis. Okay. And yeah, it's a win-win. It's, it's a wonderful thing that we have you know, the, this ability to reach out to almost anybody anywhere and find good people at a price that we can afford. Absolutely. All right. So uh, somebody wanted me to ask you, uh, what were you doing before this? Uh, how did you, you know, were you doing something else in options and, or did you start another digital company? Talk about your background before starting optionswing.com. Sure. So um, my background is I, I'm actually a um, software engineer slash kind of software architect. Um, and I do work for a, a very large cloud company um, doing software engineering for them. And so that's where my technology background came from um, in terms of understanding how businesses operate, but more importantly, the pain points that most businesses have. And then when I started Option Swing, I knew almost ahead of time, what are some of the things that we were going to run into and how do we avoid you know, making these into bigger problems, rather addressing them up front and ensuring that the business and the technology that we have will scale with us. So um, I have a large software kind of background um, in terms of kind of consulting and architecture there. Um, and during that time, that's when I had a lot of free time as well, because a lot of people in that role, they're very reactive. So, um, you know, people in terms of, uh, you know, folks in the company will come to me when they need me. Um, hey, can you be on this call at one? Can you be on this call at three? And so in between those times when I have nothing to do, it gives me a lot of free time to kind of explore some of my other interests or hobbies. And that's when um, ultimately I started kind of getting into the more entrepreneurial route of trying to start different businesses, trying different things out, but ultimately landing on, um, you know, doing something around education. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so what was... What was the, uh, what do you call it, the interest in options versus just doing stocks? Why, you know, and maybe tell the audience for those who don't know what an option is versus buying a stock. Yes. Um, so from a uh, definition standpoint, an options contract, um, pretty much there's an underlying asset such as the stock underneath it that affects an options contract pricing to uh, change. And depending on a few factors, whether it's an expiration date on when the option contract is supposed to expire, uh, expire when the strike price, which is the price that you think the you know stock should move to, um, you know is and so forth, it kind of calculates into overall what you call a contract price. Now, the reason why I got into options contracts and, and options trading over stock trading is because my my initial kind of introduction to stock trading was around penny stocks. Um, which I think a lot of people also share similar experiences. And so, you know, when you're buying a thousand shares at five cents, you know, 10 cents, 20 cents, a dollar, you know, all this kind of stuff, it's the, the, the volatility and the moves that you see, especially if you do it correctly, can be quite great. Except the problem, though, is that these markets that you're playing um, and these companies that you're playing are 
you know, penny stock companies, they have market caps of less than, you know, 10 million, you know, or whatever. And um, at the end of the day, how much can you really trust, you know, these things? And as I started kind of, you know, kind of evaluating other kind of strategies and looking at other things, options trading was something that always kind of floated around, but I never could grasp what was a call, what was a put, how do these contracts actually even work and how do you even trade these? Um, but then comes around kind of the advent of these, you know, mobile apps like Robinhood and, um, you know, Thinkorswim has a, a great UI, you know, in terms of making retail traders, uh, being able to place options trades now through there. And there's all sorts of stuff that are now available. Um, but the, the big thing is that with options, you're buying these options contracts on big companies like Amazon, Apple, Tesla, you know, Zoom, whatever. But these contracts that you're purchasing, depending on the strike price and the expiration, could be anywhere from, you know, a dollar a contract to 10 cents a contract to $10 a contract and so forth. And when it all clicked for me was when I was starting to kind of trade some of these options contracts for the first time. And I realized that some of these moves I was seeing from a 50 cent contract on an Oracle call moving to 75 cents to suddenly a dollar in the course of a week. And now you have a 100 percent return on a position that, you know, you're buying multiple contracts for because it's cheaper. You know, that's incredible versus, you know, back again, back in the day with penny stocks, you know, buying these unknown biotech, you know, whatever companies and just hoping that, you know, something would happen there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that's a great uh, what do you call it? A, a great way. Um, first of all, good experience. And, and, and yeah, option, I think, is a great way to, as you said, sometimes uh, double or triple your money. Because the thing that I learned about options is that a, a very small movement in the stock price creates a big movement in the option. And, and, and like you said, you're risking very little money. You know, you can you can invest twenty, one hundred dollars. And if you're doing it with decent companies like some of the ones that you mentioned, they move up a little bit. All of a sudden, that hundred dollars is worth one hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars. Boom! That you know, ultimately, the point of getting involved in stocks is to make money. Exactly. You know, and so uh, to me, this uh, one of the things that I love about options is that you can get involved for very little investment, and if you're smart, you're able to increase that value. And again, let's say you know, again, this is just an example. Um, you know, you start off with maybe $100 and over a course of time, now you have $1,000. You know, you could take that $1,000 if you want, continue to do options, or now you can buy into some of these stocks without really, again, you're not risking any money. At this point, you're only risking your profit. And you look at, uh, what is it? Is it Tesla? And Well, let's say Amazon. Amazon is so expensive now that the average person cannot afford to invest in Amazon or Google, they're they're a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars. I forgot how much it is, but they're over a thousand dollars each. Oh, yeah. You know, but the average person can invest in the options. Absolutely. All right, so uh, let's talk about OptionSwing.com real quick. Uh, OptionSwing.com is is the is the website. Let me put this up here real quick. Um, and it's educational based. So. Uh, uh, is it all, is, is, do you have live classes or is it all pre-recorded and I can go at my own pace? Talk about that. Um, it's, it's both. So the way the uh, community works itself is there's a, a monthly subscription to the community. That's just live trading 24-7. Whenever the markets are open was probably when we're the most busiest. But even in the evenings, there's educational chat where people can still um, engage other members, ask questions um, and really learn, you know, at their own pace. 
But there's that additional um, structured class that we offer um, through an online setting, um, online classroom setting, where uh, it, it is a live class that runs in the evenings. That way it can accommodate as many people as possible to attend those after work um, or after classes. But these classes are also all fully recorded. So at the end of the course, if you do miss, you know, one or two classes, you'll still have all the recordings and you'll still be able to go back and watch them, you know, at your own pace. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so smart. And again, it's called optionswing.com. And it's been a blast having you on the show. Uh, Jason, I'd love to bring you back maybe in a few months and talk some more. Absolutely, Britt. I'd love to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone.